want to ask uh, Jody and Joanna if they'd come up for just a moment. I know Joanna's ready to hear, just like Judy was this morning, ready to hear her, the word from her husband, the word of the Lord. <laughs> she loves being in front of people. It's just so. <laughs> but I do, because I, I, I want you to hear um, just a little bit. They shared some. Joanna, Joanna, would you take just a moment and share what you've been involved in and and I know you shared a brief little synopsis and how you got into that and, and how God's been graciously opening up doors to impact a nation and literally the world. So take just a moment if you would to do that. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Um, about four years ago, a colleague of mine came and told me that the Jesus film that, they, that he wanted to play at the drop-in center for the poor and homeless was not useful because... Um, the the dialect that was in that particular Jesus film was very different from the dialect that we we spoke in in, in our area of Malay in the northern part of Malaysia. I I said okay let, let's do some let's think what we can do. Little did I know that six months later I actually start working on the possibility of trans doing the Jesus film project. It took about it took twelve months. So from the time we start, started translation to the recording, it was exactly 12 months. Um, it was a wonderful project. For me, it was learning to tell the story of Jesus in my, in my mother tongue, in my native language. Uh, I'm a, I'm an, I am a fourth generation Chinese. My, my great grandparents come from South China. And the dialect that we spoke of is, has evolved a lot in the last hundred years. Uh, we have adopted a lot of many words that it's not originally Chinese. So when we completed the Jesus film, we felt that, hey, we're, we're, we're almost like claiming and say, God, we believe that there will be a great harvest among the Chinese people in, in the northern part of Malaysia. Um, after that, the, the language consultant that we work with asked me if I would consider to do the Gospel of Mark, to do the audio um, translation. And I said, let me think about it. And, and I went to the Lord and he said, okay, you can try. You know, you, you know, it was something that God gave me the opportunity to consider. And I, and I said, okay, I'll do it. And so starting from March next year, officially we'll kick off the first oral Bible translation project for the Gospel of Mark. We hope to finish the translation within eight months, which is a really short time. But what is really uh, significant is that this oral Bible translation is the first for Malaysia. Because very often um, traditional Bible translators, they will go into the into the people group, they will learn the language, they will um, learn, you know, create a writing system, and that process may take over a decade. Right now, to speed up Bible translation, we are looking for native speakers. So we hope that this project, this will be a pilot project for more oral Bible translations in Malaysia. As Jody mentioned, there are over 100 languages in Malaysia. Malaysia has a population of not more, about 30 million, but there are many um, minority groups. And so we believe that, you know, it, it's really different 
when you hear the gospel in the heart, in your heart language, um, I came to know the gospel through English. But I remember doing the Jesus film, you know, when I heard the message, the, the gospel of Luke presented in, in, in my language. It's, it's different. It, it feels like, yes, this is my own. And um, it is really important because, especially in Asia, many people see Christianity as a Western religion. So it's very important to have the word of God in their native language. So we are happy to be a part of the project. We, we want to see that um, there will be more oral Bible translation for Malaysia and for other parts of the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Joanna. That is so good. God, but this, I'm telling you, you did well, son. I did. And you know, that. and you know what? Like ninety-nine of those hundred over hundred languages, you've got them down already. I know English <laughs> and the national language of Malaysia, which is uh, Bahasa Malaysia, which just means language of Malaysia. Okay. So, Amen. Uh, well, I'm going to let you. This is, of course, you know, Jody Kaus grew up right here, and it's sitting here being a part. Went to the academy, and God's using him and using Joanna to change. A nation, which will in turn change other nations. So it is exciting. And so Jody, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for you and then let you lose to, to let it, to, to share with us and bless us tonight. Amen. Father, we thank you right now for the work you're doing in and through Jody and Joanna. We thank you, Lord, that you move on men's hearts still today. And that, Lord, you have much to be done in and through this world and you use us, your vessels. And so thank you, Lord, that as they have surrendered to your call, and allowed you to be Lord of their life and Lord through their life. Lord, I thank you right now that there's a great light shining in and through them. And thank you for blessing, meeting their needs financially, spiritually, emotionally, in every way. Thank you, Lord God, for your abundance uh, resting over them. Thank you for an open heaven that they can receive all they need from you. We thank you for it. Jesus, it's in your mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, it's uh, so... Fun to be here tonight. Uh, it's the last Sunday night of 2019, and uh, we're starting 2020 this week, right? Is uh, <laughs> This week we'll, we'll start a new year, 2020. And how many of you have heard that 2020 is the year of the Bible? I see what? The of the Bible. 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 This book, uh, the Bible. <laughs> So uh, there is, is actually uh, uh, many different mission organizations have come together, and uh, we're proclaiming, claiming that 2020 is the year of the Bible. What, we, what that means is uh, we want to see uh, in this next year people to commit to finish translating the Bible into every language. Thank you, Lord. So to get people in next year committed to translating the Bible into every language, I don't know if you know it or not, but there's uh, about 6,000 different languages wow. that uh, our, our friends at Wycliffe tell us that's about the number of languages there are. Uh, and the Bible has been translated into, a, uh, or their translated, translation started into about 2,000 languages. 
Now, if, so, so that tells you there's, there's a good way to go still if you think about language. The Great Commission where Jesus says in, in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, he says, you know, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Uh, John was preached wonderfully on, on how we can see Jesus and witness to Jesus and Jesus' authority in his kingdom this morning. And he, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And then he said, in verse 19, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even until the end of the earth, in the, in the end of the age. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's hard to go and make disciples if you don't have a Bible in their language. That's right. That's right. It makes it a lot easier if, if to teach them to obey the Word of God if, if they have the Word of God. <laughs> and, and so uh, that's, that's why, one of the reasons why we're making this such an important thing. Uh, you know, in English, we have so many different translations. Uh, you know, there, there's lots of them. And, and we have our favorite ones. And, you know, we, 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 we look for different ones. We're so blessed. And there's so many languages that don't even have one. So that's why it's really important to do that. But uh, uh, tonight, that's not what I, I want to talk about. <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to... Uh, title of my message this evening is to uh, live in blessed unity, <laughs> to live in blessed unity, and uh, my message is, is from Psalm chapter 133, the 133rd Psalm, Psalm 133, it's, it's a short psalm, it's only three verses, so it's not too long. We, we, we'll, we'll, we'll read through it and study it tonight. We're, we're going we're gonna to go a little bit deep into this, this psalm. But uh, the message is to uh, use your spiritual gifts and bear spiritual fruit in obedience to Christ. That's the message from this psalm that I'm going uh, to share. But let's read Psalm 133. It's a song of ascent, a song of David. And this is what he says. He says, how good and pleasant it is. How about we all read this out together? Y'all, y'all want, I think we've probably, mem- I've, I actually, I know this song. I have, I have the Jody memorized version, but, you know, let, let's all read it out. Maybe you have your own memorized version, but... Uh, uh, let's all read this out together with, with what's on the screen up there. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. So, use your spiritual gifts 
is the first part of this message that I want to what I want to share about. And the background of of this psalm, uh, it, it talks about uh, unity. Uh, David is writing about unity, and he says it's it's like the oil being poured out on Aaron's head and dripping down. It's it's a it's a very visual picture. You see. You, you, you probably you can kind of imagine oil being anointing oil. We have anointing oil over here. It's probably something like that, uh, and it's being poured out on his head and, and dripping down and, and flowing down on his robe, and it, it looks kind of messy. And you're kind of wondering, what does that have to do with unity? <laughs> and uh, and and what does it have to do with spiritual gifts? Which is my point here tonight? <laughs> what, what is it? What, what is the connection there? Why, why, why is it he using this image? You know, when when Aaron was anointed by Moses to be the high priest of Israel, it, it, he was consecrated by God. And whenever he did that, he it was like he he was the man for the job, and he had the gift to do the job. God wanted him to represent the people of Israel in the in the, the the tabernacle for the forgiveness of their sins. And he was to it was a very important, the most important position in the nation of Israel that, that Aaron was being anointed to fulfill, to represent the people of God to God. And uh not everyone was happy about it. You read uh, in, in, in the uh, book of Numbers, in, in chapter 13 of, of the book of, of, of no, chapter 16, I'm sorry, chapter 16 of the book of Numbers, how there was a guy named Korah. You remember? And, and he said, hey, wait a minute. Moses, you've gone too far. You know what? We're we're all holy. We're all God. You know, we're all holy now. You know, you know, God's made us a holy nation. And 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 uh, he, they came. Uh, Korah came with two hundred and fifty elders to Moses and Aaron. And say, why are you the only one that 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 can do this? Why why can't we all do this? You know. And, and, and Moses and Aaron, they, they got on their faces and repented. And uh, Well, what happened to Korah? Well, you can read, go, go home and, and read it. <laughs> you know, they, they, they died. <laughs> it was, they, they disappeared. God, God took care of them. <laughs> it was a very sad story. But our spiritual gifts that God gives us are for building the body. What they should have been asking is, you know what, Aaron, this is the gift that God has anointed you with. They should have been saying, okay, what has God anointed me with, and what should I be doing to build the nation of Israel? Not being jealous of someone else's gift. You know, a lot of times in, in, in the... And in the church, we can, you know, that's when, when uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when Paul is talking about spiritual gifts, he says it's to build up the church. 
And, and, and you, you know, the, you need to work together as one body, not work against each other, not the, the, the eye saying to the mouth and the hand and the, all the different parts saying, you know, I want to be you and I want to be you and I want to do what you do. And no, God's given us different gifts and we have to use them to build his body. And God is, is, he's anointed many people in this church with different gifts and we need to use them, uh, we need to use them to build his body in unity and not to be competing with one another or being jealous with one another or how do I do this or how do I do that? You know, everyone has different gifts. Um, you know, like, I mean, Pastor Mark, he has a wonderful gift. But could you imagine the church if it was if we didn't have Mrs. Gail Owens as well? (laughs) (laughs) She also has some spiritual gifts that the church really needs, right? (laughs) You know that everyone has different gifts that need to work together, and we need to discover our gifts and help. A lot of people, maybe you might know some of your gifts and, and, how, and you've been using them faithfully. How can you help someone else who may not have yet discovered their gifts to discover them and, and use them to build up the church? I actually, I, 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 for this, this oil, this picture of oil, you know, the oil coming down, uh, I did a little uh, uh, acronym, uh, O-I-L. Oil, how you can remember it. Uh, the O is operate in the spirit as a way of just ap- applying this, you know, practically to operate in the spirit using the gifts that God has given you. Use whatever gift he's given you to operate in the spirit. O, I initiate in obedience. And L, love the lost. So if you want to have the oil... You know, the oil flowing, you know, oil, it can be used for anointing, uh, but, you know, you can also use oil for cooking, maybe not anointing oil for cooking, but you can use other types of oil for cooking. Uh, you can use oil to lubricate things, like to, to make sure that it, you know, if it's a squeaky door, it doesn't squeak anymore, whatever. There's so many different uses for oil even, but operate in the Spirit, initiate in obedience to what the Holy Spirit says and to love the lost. Now, I I just want to talk a short little bit of initiating in the Spirit. You know, my favorite day of the week back in Penang is Tuesdays. Because on Tuesdays, uh, we have our YWAM worship and prayer time. And what we do in our YWAM worship and prayer time when we come together is, is we, we worship the Lord. Have, we have a, uh, about 40 staff at our YWAM base, and God has given us many, many gifted worshipers and singers. is really a very talented group of people, and, and we come and we worship. But then uh, after about 45 minutes of worship, we start praying. And the way that we pray is every week we ask God what he wants us to pray for. <laughs> and uh, we, we listen to, we take time to listen to him. Sometimes there's a theme, but, and then we pray into that theme. All the ministries that we have, that we've started 
uh, the, over the last 19 years that I've seen all the ministries that, that have been started, all the things that we have done have been in obedience to what God has told us to do. Through those prayer times, whenever we worship and then afterwards when we pray and we ask God, we're we're praying and asking God to speak to us and we listen to him in in different groups, uh, small groups around the room and we come back and then we share what God said and and we hear the different things and and out of that God has birthed all the different ministries that, that we have. It came from a time of prayer, listening to him. That wasn't our idea. We didn't have a plan. We didn't have a strategy. We weren't. We didn't have a, a bunch of different goals of how we're going to do this necessarily. It was just coming together and listening to God in obedience. And so, operate in the Spirit. Use your gifts. Initiate in obedience and love the lost. Use your spiritual gifts. That's kind of like the oil. That's going to uh, anoint us, you know. Um, and, and, and Jesus, he is our example. You know, when, whenever he came on the scene, he operated in the spirit to please the Father. And he had, he was very gifted, incredibly gifted. You know, the signs and the wonders and the miracles that followed what, what, what the things that he did, the miracles. But the chief priests, they were jealous. They didn't like it. And they, they started saying, this is blasphemy. And they, they started coming against him. But he gave his life as a gift for us. He used his gifts for us. And he gave his life as a gift for us. Well, it continues. It it, it talks about uh, after it gives this picture of the precious oil. It's uh, in talking about unity and how to live in blessed unity. Uh, Psalm 133, it says, it is, in verse 3, it says, it is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. All right, well, there's another picture, but what does that have to do with unity? <laughs> what, what, is, what does dew on Mount Hermon have to do with what are falling in, on the mountains of Zion? And what does that have to do with unity? What does that have to do to spiritual gifts? You know, Herman was far in the north. And from Mount Herman, it's actually uh, on the border between Syria and Lebanon. And uh, south of Mount Herman is the Sea of Galilee. And then the Jordan River flows out of the Sea of Galilee down to the Dead Sea. But the Mount Herman, it gets snow, it gets a lot of rain, a lot of precipitation. Jerusalem... It's a pretty dry place. It doesn't give a lot of rain. Uh, but the, the point of it was that whenever, uh, <clears throat> whenever they took the promised land, they were, the, the children of Israel, they were commanded uh, every year to come together. 
three times a year. And, and for the Passover, or the Festival of Booths, and different times, they, the whole country were to come together wherever the tabernacle was. In unity. From the north to the south, whether you were up in Mount Hermon or whether you were down in, in Judah, where Jerusalem was, in Zion. They were to come together in unity. And, uh, uh, of course, David, he wrote this, and, and he couldn't have known what was going to happen uh, in the future necessarily with his son and then there was the, the kingdom actually divided after uh, Solomon, uh, and, and uh, there was a king named Jeroboam, and he actually set up a, a golden calf in uh, two of them, one in the north in Dan and one uh, in Bethel. He set up a golden calf. You can read about that in in First Kings chapter twelve, uh, and, but. When they did that, the kingdom divided because they were, Jeroboam, he said, you don't need to go to Jerusalem to the temple anymore to worship. You can worship here at the golden calf. You know, he kind of borrowed that page from Aaron, actually, who had made the golden calf before, you know, he, he, and he set up two of them, you know. So he, he made it so you don't have to go so far to worship. You don't have to come together in unity. You can just stay where you're at or you can come. Don't have to go quite so far. So it, it created division. <clears throat> you know, one of the things about using our spiritual gifts and whenever we use them like, is how do we know whether it's being fruitful or not. You know, sometimes people, uh, we look at numbers as the fruit. But actually, numbers isn't the fruit. You remember Jesus in in Matthew chapter 7, he said, you know, at the end, you know, there's going to be people coming up and saying, uh, you know, Lord, Lord, we did all of these things for you. We, we did mighty miracles. We, we, we did all these things for you. And Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. And, and he says, you will know a tree by its fruit. So what is the, the fruit of your gifts? You know, the gifts, they build up the church, the gifts that maybe attract people into the church, it builds the kingdom of God, brings people to Jesus, you know, evangelism and prophecy and all those wonderful gifts when they're operating. But we need to look for the fruit. What is the fruit? Well, Galatians 5.22, it says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, Gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. That's the fruit that we're looking for. It's not about numbers. Jesus said, if you abide in me, you will bear fruit. And what is the fruit that he, he says that, that, you'll, that, that it'll be? There'll be love. It'll be evident that, that you have such a love for the Father, for people. And, and he prayed for the church in, in, 
In John 17, the whole chapter, he's praying for unity. And that's been the hardest battle for the church through the history of the church is for unity. But Jesus, every year, he made it a point. He lived in the north, somewhere around Mount Hermon, in, around Galilee, just south of Mount Hermon. He lived around the Sea of Galilee. That's where he did his ministry. And every year, he made it a point to go to Jerusalem, to the mountains of Zion. He was the water of life that they needed. He was the dew for Mount Zion. So an acronym for, for dew that I, to apply what it is for me I, I was uh, to help me remember kind of uh, as I was thinking about how do I could apply. I had one for oil, O-I-L, operate in the spirit, initiate in, in obedience and love the lost. For dew was to... Depend on the Holy Spirit. Depend on Holy Spirit. To embrace God's blessings. And W, witness about Jesus. We, that was, John was sharing with us this morning about witnessing about Jesus. But to witness about Jesus and to depend on Holy Spirit, to embrace God's blessings and to witness about Jesus. When I think about embracing God's blessings, God's blessings, some of his blessings, we wonder, are they really blessings? <laughs> you know, Matthew chapter 5, Jesus, he, he talks to all the people on the mountain. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor. What does that mean? I'm blessed when I know how much I need God. Is that a blessing, being in need of God? Yeah. He says, blessed are those who mourn. You think, is that really a blessing whenever you're in mourning? He says, well, yeah, because you will be comforted. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. He says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they'll be called the children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We can embrace all of his blessings. We're blessed when we're persecuted. We're blessed when we know how much we need him. We're blessed when we're in mourning. We can be happy in every circumstance in life because of Jesus. He's the dew. That we need. He is the water of life. And you wonder can oil and water, can it mix? <laughs> well, I love to bake bread. 
And whenever you bake bread, you need oil and you need water and you need flour. <laughs> and you can bake bread and that mix is all great. And, and so live in blessed unity with the gifts of the Spirit. Use your spiritual gifts and bear spiritual fruit and obedience to Christ. And you'll see the bread of life come for you. You'll get to you, you won't be hungry again. You won't be thirsty again because he's going to meet all of he, He's going to be more than enough as you do his will. Father, I thank you for this evening. You. Lord, I thank you that, that you have given us your life. Thank you. Lord, that you have given us the oil of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that you've anointed us with so many different gifts. Lord, help us to use the gifts that you give us. Help us to use the spiritual gifts that you give us, Lord, to build your church and to build your body. Lord, help us to bear spiritual fruit, Lord. Help us to abide in you, Lord, so that we will bear spiritual fruit, Lord. That fill us with your love and your joy and your peace and your patience. Lord, that we'll depend on your spirit, Lord, that we will embrace your blessings, that we'll witness about you, Lord. Lord, give us a love for the lost. Lord, help us to listen to your voice and that we will respond to what you say. Lord, in obedience to you. Father, I thank you for the blessing of life in you and for the unity that you're giving us. Lord, and for this next year to come, 2020, Lord, that we will see uh, your church continue to grow, to become more like you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you would stand up with me this time, we're going to be here and we'll pray for anybody. If you have a need, we want to pray for you for that. We don't want you to leave here without having to receive what God has for you. We come into agreement with you and for you. But I do want you to open your hands and I want to bless you. Father God, creator of the universe, Lord, you're the one who commanded blessing to be spoken over your people. Lord, that your name might be placed on them and you in turn would do the blessing. So I say to each one of you, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift the light of his countenance on you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.